Hello and welcome to this week's Comic Roast. I'm your host, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at XorsonX. And I'm here with Mike, you can find on Twitter at Review and Roast. You can find our Facebook at Facebook.com slash Review and Roast. And we also have Instagram at Instagram.com slash Review and Roast. Or for all of you uh, tabletop Star Wars nerds out there, we also have uh, Instagram.com slash Star Wars Tabletop, where we post a lot of pictures of X-Wing and Legion and Imperial Assault and Destiny and a lot of the other uh, Star Wars board games that we uh, currently own. We don't own them all yet, but we are getting there. We have a lot. We have a we lot. Have a lot. We, still, and we also have Rebellion. We have... Uh, Stuff. The other one that you bought that we haven't played yet. Armada. Yep. Mr. Pop. We have a lot. We almost played some. Yeah, we, we we almost play most of them, but we never do. We just like to talk about them. Uh, so, anywho, uh, we are going to be back on our uh, Hunt for Wolverine. In stereo. Yes. And today we're going to be talking to you about Hunt for Wolverine, The Claws of a Killer. Circles the globe in search of a listener. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Uh, this one, if uh, Michael will maybe help me out here. Nope. Uh, meeting, well, it opens up in uh, this small town in Arizona. Population's like 340 people. Just a bunch of like, you know... Uh, Lack of a better term, I guess, hillbillies. And, uh, you know, they're sitting at the pub, drinking some beers, talking shit about the sports game on TV. Like, uh, my day, we used to have a team, now we just got bodies on the field. Mm-hmm. And uh, power goes out, so they're like, oh, goddamn Bill. You know, it's it's one of those towns where you know everybody. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, he's working tonight, so you remember the slushy incident in 1962? Or whatever, you know what I mean? Yep. So a couple of guys go down there to check out on... Uh, whoever's supposed to be working at the power station that night. And, uh, you know, the, the door is busted open and there's, uh, some noise coming from inside and they're like, Oh, what's going on? And, uh, things don't work out too well for him. And, uh, the whole power plant goes kablooey more or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much, I think in a big fiery blast, but more of a EMP type something's. Yeah. It you didn't know, like take buildings particle down, accelerator explosion, but like it, in, it yeah. wiped out the whole population of the town. Mm-hmm. Coffee time. Uh, then you know, cut away to we have now. Uh, I don't know the son's name. Dakin. Dakin. He was with Lady Deathstrike and Sabretooth. Okay, I, I recognize Sabretooth. I didn't really. I Lady Deathstrike. This. They did have in the X Men movie the one time as uh, I think Kelly Hugh played her, who was actually perfect. Anyways, yeah, moving it's, on. It's, it's been a while. Um, so basically, they, they meet up with Dakin, and they're like, hey, um, we know you don't like your dad, and you wish he was dead, but we think he might not be dead. Right. I'm picking up some sensors on my stuff that show that uh, you know he's moving around. So either he was uh, taken or he's not dead. Um, he's like, well, look, nobody wants him dead more than I do, but why should I trust you two? Because they're you know enemies. Or, I guess, in this case, they're working together as frenemies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of hate that term, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, so, you know, after some bickering back and forth at the table, they decide to go check out the last known whereabouts from 
uh, from her equipment, which just so happened to be this town that just blew up across, you know, wherever, however far away they were. Um, I don't want to get too much into detail about, uh, I guess, what happened to the townspeople. Um, right. But there's a military presence there. Yeah, so it turns out that it's possible. So they're alluding in this book, for lack of a better way to explain it, that the government's up to some shit, and somebody, very Wolverine-esque, is assisting him in these experiments slash whatever it is they're doings. Right. Well, like I said, whatever that whatever they did to explode this power plant... Uh, killed everyone in town. Right. So, you know, you can't just send a guy in there to do that. You know what I mean? You got to send someone like a Wolverine-ish who has the regenerative regenerative right, who can take abilities. Right, take a hit. Yeah. So that's kind of what they've alluded to. Um, personally, I uh, was never aware of Dakin. I'm not uh, super huge on the uh, X-Men lore. Yeah, I'm not either, other than um, a few odds and ends. But I have uh, I've mentioned this a jillion times, and I'll mention it again. I am re- currently reading the all-new Wolverine with X-23, with X-23 yeah. as Wolverine, and he makes a pop-up. You know, a lot of there's a, there's a lot of pop-ups in that book, which I actually really love because it kind of keeps you. Uh, I don't want to say in the loop, but they throw a lot of characters in there, so you, so you see them, which is. Kind of the cool thing about the Hunt for Wolverine series right now is you're getting a more ensemble cast in all of these books. Yeah. So whether you know them or not, you're gonna get a little you're gonna get a little taste. So if you weren't aware of Dakin or Lady Deathstrike, um, most people have heard of Sabretooth just from the first X Men movie. Uh, Deathstrike I think was in the second one or whatever. Who cares? Um, the point being is there's a lot of characters throughout this series so far. That you have heard of, and a handful that you haven't, but it's cool because you're 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 getting a mix of, you're getting a good uh, eclectic view of the Marvel universe, I guess. Yeah, I almost wonder if it's not really a lot of bad guy action right now. I mean, it's just all heroes like trying to figure out like, hey, what the fuck? You you know what I mean? That's basically what everybody's doing. Yeah, I mean, even though this is a table full of bad guys, but whatever. It is, but you know they're. Bad is a relative term, depending on your point of view, I guess. Yeah, I guess they're more like the mercenary type. You know, right. They're not bad. They're not good. They just do whatever they do for the money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm starting to wonder, too, because I feel like they're doing this in some of the other books, too. Uh, not just Wolverine and X-Men type stuff, but where they're introducing a lot of these other characters. And I think they're, you know it's because, oh, well, the movies are a huge success, and if we want to ever bring some of these keep going with stuff yeah so they're just doing these books like this that bring in you know five ten different characters per book just to get the introduction so people who are fresh out of the gate starting to read comics are starting to now get familiarized with some of these characters that Mm -hmm. maybe only the uh the longtime readers are fans of i'll agree with that uh which is kind of nice because i mean i've been I mean, I've only been reading comics for about five or six years now, but, like, I was never super heavy on, like, the Marvel superhero stuff. You know I mean? Like, I've, uh, I I have been getting pretty deep into Thor, but, uh, you know, and Ant-Man, but not so much, like, the X-Men and some of the other, like, uh, you know, Avengers stuff. But, anywho, back to the book, yep. I suppose. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it's, there's really not much going on here that, uh, it's just, uh, you know, these three going to find Wolverine and they come stumbling across 
you know, a town of dead people. And now when they get here, the basically what happens is uh, Sabretooth and what's her face? Uh, Death Lady Strike. Deathstrike. Yep. Uh, they take off in different directions, and Dakin is just like, yeah, dude, I can smell him. He ain't here. Right. But if y'all want to go walk around, go Do nuts. Thing, yeah. He basically sits in the car, and he's like, dude, it's a town full of nobody. It's a ghost town. I'll just steal a car, and I'm going to get out of here. But before I do, I'm going to grab a drink. So he's the only one that they show getting into the mix with, you know, coming across, like, the dead bodies and the military and trying to figure out what's right. going on. So we still have no idea what's going on with Sabretooth and Lady Deathstrike at the end of this book, which is Correct. obviously a good thing because now they can move on to the next book. But uh, uh, it was pretty interesting. And they, they do leave it at kind of a cliffhanger, like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what's going to happen here as he's, you know, meeting this, you know, very awkward situation, I guess we'll put it that way. Uh, overall, though, I mean, there's really not much else to it. There was a little meat, and then they're there. and then Yeah, and, and the thing I didn't like about this book was um, what we, I believe we talked about in another one, is the first two, uh, what, was, what was the first two again? Not Mandapore. Weapon Lost and Adamantium Agenda. Correct. In those two books, uh, you have a very, I don't want to say well-known cast, but you have, you have some, some, some better-known players in the game, mm-hmm. and they do a crazy job explaining, like, who they are. And it's like, okay, pretty sure everyone at this point in time due to the show knows who Luke Cage is. And Daredevil. And everyone knows. Well, I mean, Daredevil's been popular for for a jillion years. Right, for a minute. Uh, Luke Cage has been has been one of those. Uh, he's been one of those comic book people love him type of characters for forever. That's that's what Iron Man was before yeah. the first movie. Right. It was a. Uh, you know who even knew who the guy was? It, you know what I mean? Everyone knew who he was because everyone liked the Black Sabbath song. They, if, although if he showed up, they'd be like, "Who's this guy?" Right. So. Um, but in this book, you're, you're sitting around the table with Sabretooth, who maybe some people could figure out. Um, Lady Deathstrike, maybe some people could figure out. And then Dakin, who, if you ain't into it, you have no idea who this dude is. Right. So, And most likely, most people have no idea who these other two people are either. This basically could be, you know, you could have said it was uh, Mildred, Fred, and Barney, and everyone would have been like, what? Like, I When are it. these movies Yeah, coming? so... Um, so yeah, they did a poor job of just, I mean, it's, it's laying a, groundwork. It's a simple one panel explanation per character. It wouldn't even take up a full page. I mean, you could have literally boxed out the lower right corner of the conversation well, panel with, Hey, this is Dakin. We'll, He's fuck this, that, and the other thing. This is death strike. She was, we'll get to it in the middle, but you know, they did it right here with 10 characters. You know, oh, yeah, right, right, in, right, right, right. Madripoor. Yeah, Madripoor, they did a, a full-page spread on every single female lead character in that, which it seems to be all females on that X-Men team. If I'm, oh, We'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah, that'll be next week. But the point being is, uh, yeah, they, they just a real quick, like a, a one-sentence synopsis of the character. You know, Dakin, son of Wolverine, hates his fucking guts. Moving on. Well, and here's the thing, too. Like, when it comes to the comic books, X-23 is legitimately Wolverine's daughter. Right? She's no, she's the clone. Oh. Dakin's legitimately the son. Okay. I thought in the comics Correct. she was legitimate and in the movie she was a clone. No, no, in the comics she's also a clone. Okay. Okay. I mean you gotta you gotta you gotta look at it this way. I mean the guy is a couple hundred years old. He's yeah. probably done his fair share of boning. He's you know banged I mean? a, he's he's hit a couple. Get it? He's Bones. beat he's beat a few cheeks. Bone claws. Never yeah, mind. so anyways, the point is 
he is. Uh, Did you say he boned some cheeks? No, beating some cheeks. Oh, okay. That's um, nice too. Anyways, uh, with his balls. Um, <laughs> the point is Beep. the. Uh, what was the point? I have no idea yep. at this point. He is the son. They hate each other. Well, he hates him. Blah blah blah. So the point is, they didn't really do a great job of saying like, "Hey, this is Joe Blow." Yeah, that's all. That's that was my main thing I didn't like about this book. Uh, the art's all right. It's a little dreary for me. Yeah, this book was. They're a little presumptuous on what you were supposed to know. And i i get I get the dreary factor of the coloring and stuff in this book, but I don't know. I was sort of. Uh, it's almost got that scratchy uh, drawing style. As yeah, well. it's it's not even. Yeah, it's just very, you know, lots of grays and and just flat colors. It's just not. There's. I mean, and I get it, I guess, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It was very indie or something. I think that's what they oh. were going for. I don't know. I get it. Yeah, it was just uh, just drab, I guess. Yeah. But not that it was bad. I mean, the the drawings are incredible. I think it's just the coloring was a little. A shade too dark, I guess. Literally, not. I'm not speaking figuratively here. Just like they could have just brightened the book just a smidge, and it still would have had that, you know, because they're trying to keep an ominous tone of "oh, shit's popping." Like we get it, but yeah, I don't know. It's just a little dreary. Makes it, I don't know. I just feel like you're like, it's there's nothing special about it. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, okay. so, I can I can live with that. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but right, it's not. A lot of times I up a score on a on a book we're reading based on something popping out, you know, like, oh man, like yeah, the story was alright, but shit if it wasn't inked well or yeah. colored awesomely or whatever. This one, none of the none of the art specifically stands out and the colors definitely don't and, and that's not that they're bad. I just think it kept the tone a little dark. And if that's what you're going for, great. I get it. So that's what that's all I got. Yeah. So in any case, though, this is also doing with all the other books in the the four series is is doing is setting it up. Yeah, and for a setup, it's the uh, uh, again, like you said, they, they could have had a just just a smidge of an introduction for some of these right. guys, and it would have probably boosted it for me because this one is gonna have. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you were sort of not scratching your head, but sort of like. All right, somebody say somebody's fucking name in this conversation. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, Dakin. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, at least I can look the guy up now. Right. Y- yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if I wanted to know something, I don't think his name is in there at all. I don't believe they actually do name his name, and I only just know it because he was in uh, blah, 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 the all new Wolverine like six, seven issues ago. Yeah. That's the only reason I would even remember it. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I mean, that's all I got for this. I mean, it's a decent enough book. It's setting it up. It's, it's, it leaves it, the third in the three that we've podcasted on so far. It's the weakest. That doesn't mean it's bad. So, that's my opinion. I'm more or less going to say that it was intriguing enough to match the worst one so far. Which one was the worst for you? The, well, the worst for both was. Adamantian agenda. What do we do on that one? We both went six, and I'm going six on this. Mm. Yeah, I'm probably going. It was intriguing enough, just because you know you're, they're looking for Wolverine. They kind of alluded to Wolverine being alive, but then there's this weird military presence that's going on. Like nobody has a clue. Yeah, 
I think I'm going six on this too. And and to be honest, it probably would have beat out the agenda if uh, if a little if, more if meat. the book grabbed me a little more. It just didn't. I, nothing grabbed me. And I, that's not to say I'm still interested in the story. I mean, honestly, I really am. Um, so I'm definitely going to get into it. But yeah, as far as uh, the book as a standalone, I was like, meh. Yeah, like I said, I understand it's a single issue, and you can't like write a novel in there. But like. The one tune in next week for Mystery of, in Madripoor, where that's a single issue, and my golly, they introduce literally a dozen characters, and you know who everybody is, right? And it's extremely well done. And some of them you haven't heard of them, and some of them you have, and some of them you probably only heard in passing. But right. yeah, well, we'll get into more detail of that in a minute. Pair of sixes next week, so. So there you have it. Claws of a Killer. It's decent. Not the best in the group yet, but. It's only the first issue. Um, so, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at XSourceNX. You can find Mike at Review and Roast. And uh, check out our Facebook at Facebook.com slash Review and Roast and all of our stuff podcast-wise at ComicRoast.com. Uh, other than that, we will see you later. Yep.